0: Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. This week's episode of the Shark Effect is brought to you by The Shift Group. Shift Group is turning athletes into sales professionals. Is your company looking to hire driven competitive former athletes? Are you a former college or pro athlete in any sport and trying to figure out what's next? Consider a meaningful business to business sales and let the Shift Group guide you every step of the way. Register on the Shark Effect specific link in our show notes to get started or email sales at shiftgroup.io. Shift Group specializes in helping former athletes unlock the lucrative career of sales by leveraging their characteristics of focus, discipline, coachability, competitiveness, and work ethic. With a unique one-on-one approach to the entire hiring process with hundreds of companies across software, healthcare, and financial services looking to hire athletes specifically. Make sure you check them out. Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value packed stories from former and current elite level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission, Former elite level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. All right, you guys are in for a treat. I got two gentlemen that have been doing something based off of there was a need. And, you know, after meeting them and talking with them, this is really cool. And I think more people need to know more about it. So I have Scott Peterson, who is the owner of proactive athletes i'm gonna let him kind of talk a little bit more about what that is and then peter ozalin welcome to the shark effect man plus just a little bit about who you are scott and what proactive athletes is all about
1: yeah a little little segment about who i am i'm an older guy 52 years old guy but i have two kids that have both been in sports their entire lives daughter and son and college and in college currently as athletes and basically how this company came to be was really out of the blue it wasn't supposed to be you know I had a 32 plus year career in real estate and you know I've got a big passion for sports football specifically but all sports and athletics and my son wasn't in and at the very end of the day I'll just fast forward without diving deep into we'll, we'll go on this as far as you want to but you know, I went out and I tried all the companies. I hired, you know, five, six of the biggest well-known supposed, you know, recruiting platforms out there. And my son was heading into his senior year as a 2020 athlete, almost heading towards Said I got to do something here. So I jumped in with my marketing background and everything that I've done up to that point. And I basically took him from zero offers to 26 offers, zero scholarships to $1.1 million in four-year university scholarships. And then from that point forward, i was just going to try to teach some people when COVID hit and show how we did it and try to help some other families because I've seen the reviews, I've seen all the communication going on on these forums and, and I wasn't planning on setting my 32 year plus real estate career on the side, but now here we are fast forward just over three years into this and we've been doing this full time ever since and now it's all the way from the West coast of California to the East coast of, you know, Maryland from Florida, all the way up into Canada, you know, seven different sports that we work with Carly. and everything we've done has just been 100% organic. There's not been one athlete or one parent not find success in what we do and not one person's us. you know, less than a five-star review or ask for a penny back doing what I think is some good stuff and truly how I look at it. I'm blessed, honestly, to be able to be helping athletes and families, do what they want to do and help them achieve their goals and not have any fight in it. You know what I'm saying by that? Like literally just truly feel blessed to be in this
0: situation. So let me know, like, what was some of the things, because there's other companies that do what you do to get their athletes or the people who purchase whatever to use their platform to get more eyes on their sons or daughters. What is something that you saw that like, man, they're missing the mark. On this they're missing the mark huge and I think I can be able to feed. A couple of things I would
1: say is if you look at our company name it's called proactive athletes it's not called proactive recruiting it's not called proactive athletes in some ways and we probably shoot ourselves in the foot but I had such a bad taste in my mouth as a dad and as a coach what had transpired I thought I was hiring the biggest well-known brands I'm not going to say them. your top five six brands are out there we're not a platform sort of say we're not a SaaS product. I can't say, "Hey, sign up and go to the website, and all the education's there, and you can do everything yourself." The reason why what we do works is it's got hands-on involvement. I mean, I, I can't send somebody to our fancy website, we have a website, but everything we do to help these athletes move the mark is by us lifting eight fingers and two thumbs. That's the biggest difference. So, I would say maybe there's some companies that are out there that might be similar to us, but I'm going to tell you right now, the majority of the companies were nothing like them—zero. Pete, how about
0: you, man? How'd you get started or how'd you get connected with athletes?
2: Hey, Alex, how are you doing? Thanks for having us on here today. And a real pleasure to be here and have the opportunity to talk to you about what we do and helping kids here. But to answer your question, you know, I'm kind of a more recent dad that's lived through the process with a kid now that will be a collegiate. And, you know, I had a lot of time on my hands and was able to sort of try to navigate that process myself, coach, but what I figured out pretty fast is like a lot of parents do that we're all rookies, it's all our first time doing something and I came across Scott and proactive athletes, it was actually pretty foreign to my son. when I was able to see what he was doing and how he was helping kind of kids learn how to develop relationships with coaches over a period of time, I you know I realized how helpful this could have been for me and my son's recruiting efforts but also for a lot of kids and families that you know one don't have the knowledge but maybe the time you know because part of what we do is by having access to all these coaches and a system that can communicate out we can make it really simple and go much more quickly to get engagement and then as Scott was saying you know it becomes a mentoring process so uh, when I was introduced how I had the opportunity to meet you. It was through a trusted source. It was actually uh, one of my best friends in over the course of my life who I uh, grew up with and we played football together. And his son was sort of a casualty of the COVID uh, era football wise, missed his senior year and then went to D1 school, didn't play football, uh, and uh, really wanted to find a way back in and Scott's company had helped him. And I think he ended up with like 10 offers and, academic scholarships he ended up playing d3 and part of his education got subsidized and it was my best friend that uh introduced me to scott and i was just like oh wow this is you know obviously a guy i trust and had the rest as they say is a sort of history coach i mean we you know right away i could see the need where, you know a number of kids on just a team that i was part of had one point coaching but i was a part of seeing do well, but with a number of kids maybe they just didn't get the you know could have for whatever reasons, you know sometimes it's just time and understanding, and
0: I could see a real need there in the market. So gotcha. What are some of the things that you know both of you guys, I want you guys to kind of answer separately? Let's go with you first, Scott. What are some of the things that parents misunderstanding about the recruiting process? That's a great question. A lot of the stuff
1: that I see and witness is, and it's not to put any of the blame anywhere, but a lot of the standard conversations are, they think that their coach, whether that be high school, whether that be a travel team, whether that be a trainer, you know, in a sense, especially if you're into school, a lot, I'd say majority of your parents think that that high school coach is going to get your son recruited. Now, the truth of the matter is, yeah, they're going to help. And, and it and everything that they do there is going to help a kid but in some instances i've seen seen wonderful coaches that don't help a kid one iota right or one coach who only helps you know only has so much bandwidth let, let's let get real More, majority of your high school coaches they've got a job they're a teacher in most cases they've got family they've got kids they've got you know their their own life this and so don't have it and then you have the other extreme. I've witnessed and been part of other high school coaches across the country that their entire summer, for example, is nothing but just touring facilities and visits and everything else. The bus lord kids and bringing in funding to help, you know, supply and offset that kind of money. So everything that we do, it doesn't exist. Like we don't do anything steps on a toe. I always say this to athletes and parents every day. You need to take full advantage. And when I say that, not in a negative way, but you need to take full advantage of every relationship you have because they matter. For example, Alex, you probably have certain relationships that I don't have, but what we do, it, it's different. It supplements and it all works.
0: I like that. Pete,
1: what
2: about you? Alex, coach. I mean, I always call anybody that coaches football a coach. I, I just a default. So Sorry, <laughs> I, mean, I keep calling you coach, but you know, that's why I say all the guys that coach. I mean, it's just kind of vernacular, I guess, but- it Rolls off the tongue. Rolls off the tongue, man. <laughs> I got to give respect where it's been earned, you know? I know you've been- so- On different levels with adults too and building leaders. One of the reasons why when you and I met, we had a chance to talk about this. I like the theme of your podcast of unstuck. What resonated with me on this was that I think that's exactly what we're kind of doing in many ways. We're getting kids and families unstuck in the process, right? Just by giving them a tool, right? Part of this is, you know, ability to kind of campaign out to these coaches and get the process going. And I think what happens with kids... good or bad, sort of, I mean, they get into their sport, they're playing their sport, they're trying to achieve in school, they're filling out applications to go to college. I mean, they're so busy with all these different, you know, sometimes the little things of actually messaging, you know, all 10 schools in that division or whatever you're trying to target doesn't get done, or maybe it only gets done once. And they don't know if a coach has opened their email, looked at their content, and maybe they never send them another message again. And what I think is the big gap here is, like a lot about this is we're teaching you to kind of build relationships with those coaches and with those schools over time as they evaluate you. Because, you know, unless you're a four-star or five-star, a lot of times those offers aren't just coming on that first, you know, engagement with a coach. They want to see you develop. They want to see what kind of person you are and the time to work with my son on this. But there are other kids. And so he got some results, but we had a lot of missed opportunities, I'm sure, after seeing this and no regrets. But I did see some families that I know some kids could be playing their sport right now and, and they're not and had they had this, this could have helped. And, you know, recently I kind of had an unstuck situation with a, a basketball who, you know, whose dad told me, you know, he was just wasn't getting that traction. And then we got him out there and, you know, he started getting the conversations going on. And I think, you know, one of the things I always told kids when I coach kids or, you know, try to develop kids is like success begets success. I mean, you need to have some success at something. To feel like we're in it, so you know it's why we give kids opportunity at the freshman level to play and get experience on the field, even if they're not the number one kid, right? Because that success may encourage further investment in that athletic, you know, endeavor. And so it's the same with recruiting, right? You got to have some success and it build school out of the gate, but you builds momentum and they develop a process. So you know that's kind of really one of the reasons why I was you know, excited to work with kids. And that's what I really enjoy about this uh, process.
0: One of the things that really struck me, man, that makes you guys different from different recruiting sites is like with the email, you know, like you get data, like what percentage of coaches, who the coaches are that opened up the email or the link that goes out to kind of tell the story or show exactly who an athlete is. That is so crucial because sites and, hey, we sent it out to a thousand coaches and that's it. Well, I don't care if you sent out to a thousand coaches. Well, I care about like my son's information getting open and they, they're actually looking at it. How do you know, like, or maybe you can just talk a little bit about that, Scott. It's like, man, the software is making sure that, you know, it lets you know the data. I'll
1: tell you what, everything that we have built and designed, it's about moving the needle. It's not just about making another new shiny object. Okay, And when I say that is everything that we did on this was based on what my experience was, exactly what you just said. Fancy, email, hey, you were just, you know, there's no meat to it, right? So everything that we do in, in a proudful way, I say this sincerely, it's about being transparent. Like there's never a question from a family or an athlete about who has seen them. When I say that, for example, I always say this: it's like literally getting a from every school. Like literally, I don't care. For example, you're a duck, right? I promise you, I can tell you exactly how many coaches at Oregon, based on each sport that a kid gets sent to, and which one of those coaches is opening up one time, zero times, or 15 times. So, like, not only do you know which school's opening, you know exactly which coaches open. In some cases, you got, you know, let's talk football you have a punting coach that's going to recruit a DB at different schools. They're all set up differently. And my position is this. I've got kids playing D1 ball all the way down to D3, NIA, JUCO, right? Everything in between. The truth of the matter is that's not my job to dictate where that kid's at. I promise you right now, I've got multiple kids across this country that are playing D1 ball right now that they got one offer. But all it takes is one guy who likes what they see and everything in between, whether a kid's height, Wait, skill set, highlight film, their academics. Whether a program's looking for their skill set, their position of their grad year, right? Full circle. I always say this, we'll never put a glass ceiling over the top of a kid's head. We're going to let the cream rise to the top. I promise you, the cream will rise to the top. I'll give you a perfect example. In some cases already three years into this, we're working with second and third and fourth generations in the same family. I've got a kid right now that I just ran out yesterday morning. Like 27 hours in to our very first what we call a campaign. Twenty-seven hours, he's a lacrosse kid. His brother that I got recruited was a football quarterback. In 26, 27 hours, he's been looked at by fifty-five point four percent of every lacrosse coach in the entire and not only that, he's had forty-three coaches already reach out to him personally. How do they reach out? So we play in a couple of spaces. The main space that we do. If you really want to break it down, we really brand our athletes to look the part, walk the part, be the part. And really about that. It's about not just looking the part memorable. This is about a relationship with coaches, all the social media, everything else. And they want to make this stuff seem like it's proof and you know, offers come in like candy, right? We all know that's not the case, but in our world, that's what a lot of kids almost feel like it is. Well, I promise you, you've got to have some sort of communication, some sort of relationship. Sometimes this relationship goes on for one, two, three, four years, right? When they get into this kind of thing, you've got to get in front of coaches. So we play in the email space for two reasons. And this is the main part of our heavy lifting, right? Number one, it's been customary in the recruiting process, right? It's always been a factor of how to. But the biggest and most important part, number two, it's the only way that we can keep track of coaches and where they're at. is a stat in football. And it's probably pretty close to that across every other sport. 25% of every college coach hired, fired, retired, whatever the reason is, switches. So when I'm putting a kid out to the coaches, I want to be putting them out to the coach, right? And so that's the space we play. And However, I'll say this specifically, other social media platforms, other ways of contacting coaches, You know, in a perfect world, wouldn't it be nice if we could reach out to them on their cell phone instead of text? But there's no way to keep track of a guy's data on any of that information. I believe the truth of the matter is how we operate, what we do. Coaches want to see talent. That's their job, right? They, The way I see it, they've got two jobs. Number one, recruit the right athlete that fits their program academically and athletically. And number two, you know, coach what they've been hired. And so that's what that pieces about it's the only way you can do it Now the other part of it is we coach what's called a twitter hustle there's a big part of this about hitting coaches different directions, different ways you may have been looked at by coach smith at north carolina state for example 15 times, but you haven't heard from him there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes these guys are going through the process does that mean you're going to land at a school does it mean you're going to get an offer from school does it mean you're going to get a communication or, or a call or a contact from that coach because he's seeing you so weird. Really Absolutely. Not. At the end of the day, you might've been picked up because you got a punting coach who's assigned to your state or your. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he likes what he's seeing, but he's a punting coach and now he takes it to the DB coach. And then that DB coach looks. you know what I mean? There's a, a lot of moving pieces in this, but the one thing you said here a little bit ago, Alex, that hit me was all these things and, mm-hmm. you know, it's being able to see like all this stuff's cool, very cool. You see from day one exactly, minute by minute, second by second. And then we do our coaches top over report. So then that breaks down the data even further. That's awesome and phenomenal and great. And it really gives you that flat wall perspective. But the truth of the matter is, until you start getting into communication with coaches, all that stuff's cool and, and whiz bang and wow, right? Out getting into conversation. Until you start having that communication and interaction, stuff like that. For example, lacrosse kid. Yeah, I can tell you. I put him in front of fifty five point four percent of every lacrosse coach in the country in twenty seven hours. Well, if his communication was sitting at zero, that's not great, and that zero might move to some other number a day or two down the long process. But the biggest, most important part of this is he's had forty three coaches reach out to him, give me a call, give me a text. Hey, I can't talk to you until September one of your junior year, which is a month and a few days away, right? Like, there's just different segments along this game but
0: it's really about the results, really about their results. Let me ask you, like, if I'm a dad and I have a kid who's going to be a senior and he's been JV, you know, he's, he's been he's a JV player, like a developmental type of player, am I a good fit for proactive? Like, do you guys take on every athlete and does this research and goes to your website, or do they at least have to have some film? Because, you know, there's some kids out there that they're trying to get out there. they try to get in front of the coaches. They might have gone to a couple of camps at the schools that they want to go to, but they, they don't have any film on varsity. Those players and, and what advice do you give those parents?
2: I think film is important because it's, it is the way that you're going to get ultimately evaluated. I don't know if film for just varsity film is a pure requirement. Meaning if you have some film from, you know, some seven on seven team camps that you went to with your high school, I mean, even if it's parent film, I mean, it's going to move the needle. I mean, you look at like Twitter these days, how kids are posting there and, you know, they've got their followers and you can see how many people view their film, right? I mean, they get an offer, they go to a camp. So I think there's multiple A film in which you can be evaluated right and so I wouldn't put it on just do I have senior film at the varsity level number two on that you take a school like uh, your school West Flynn you know that wins you know state championships or is always in contention there's a lot of juniors that may have not had their time and so you know if they can start developing some of those relationships earlier and even modest amounts of film or attaining some of the camps, certainly, you know, in their region at first would make a lot of sense where coaches go and have are able to see that they can establish some of that momentum. Uh, you know, I'll tell you right now, I'll, I'll case. In, where we're at here in central Oregon, uh, we have a kid that, ha- you know, has been injured the last couple of years. going to be a senior. I don't know if he would have started last year. Anyway, he would have been seeing a lot of time on the line. Well, he hasn't played it down yet on Varsity but he just got an offer from I think it was either Linfield or Lewis and Clark just by virtue of being at that right and so you know we can take that information and be able to build on that uh, as part of that kid's profile as we communicate out the schools metrics about the kid and sort of their progress so and you take a you know West Lynn that I think a lot of people know for example is a great program they know that maybe it's a senior year they're going to wait for that I would definitely not Put that as a requirement. However, we would try to build something up as quickly as possible with those kids to kind of elevate their profile, you know, to increase the probability they'll get looked at and things of that nature.
0: So, when is the best time to, you know, look for self, like proactive? When is the best time? Eighth grade, the freshman, sophomore, junior. Can you tell me maybe a story that, you know, because you guys have been doing this for a while, but somebody who got in at the right time or maybe at the wrong time. Wrong time is if
1: you wait too long. You know what I mean? Here's this, we started this in the middle of COVID beginning. The world stopped spinning. I'll tell you right now, even back then three years ago, recruiting never stopped. It might've changed, but it did not stop one skip of a beat. In my opinion, it, culture still, you know what I mean? I, I saw the data. I saw the number I saw the views. He like said, I didn't know how young we would get. I wanted to make sure that anybody that comes with us, we can make a difference and that every penny that they ever spend towards helping them get recruited actually made a difference. So with that being said, the youngest guys that we've taken have been eighth graders coming into ninth grade. One of those was a quarterback out of Georgia. He just got off, offered two weeks ago, university of Louisville. He's got Maryland heavy on him, got several other ones heavy on him. We're
0: Hold in the on, what grade is he going into
1: campaign just night. 2027. Damn. 2027. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, not everybody's going to track like that, right? The way I always see this the skills, if the kids got the abilities, right? If you're that guy, so to speak, you're going to get that early if, if, if that's the case. We see it all the time. With that being said, going the other extreme, all the way into a, a senior, all the way into D1 transfer portal guys that we work with, right? It's the same thing. There's no magic answer in hitting the portal marketing. You still need to get, make those decisions and get in front of coaches. But on the other side, when you ask, when's it too late or when's the wrong side of this? My son was on the wrong side of this. I've always said this. I would literally almost cut my left arm off. I promise you to plug my son in as a sophomore, as a junior, now knowing how we operate. Because I thought stuff for him, right? So when you say, how late is it? I've taken kids all the way to where they've graduated. I'll give you a perfect example. Pete's good friend, Hans Haglund, out of Maryland for the last two years, he's personally funded between him and a lot of his friends, stuff like that. What's called an unsigned senior showcase in the unsigned senior showcase. They've already graduated. He did it the first year, did it the second year. The second year, a lot of the coaches that I've worked with said, man, you got to help, you know, these guys out more, get proactive involved. Fortunately, I made that connection because Pete and I, you know, it's been a wonderful relationship and, and it never would happen without that. But I'll give you a perfect example. I've got a kid back five foot nine, about 45, already graduated. We're not talking about your typical A-frame, you know, stud of a kid, right? And this is just one of many that we helped back there. But this kid, we are in the middle of July already. So school's done. It's wrapped up. He ends up sending me a message 24 hours. First campaign out. Coach, thank you so much. I can't even believe it. I've already got multiple division one offers. Like, hold on, man, I know this As I start responding back before I got my reply back and sent me two images, screenshots, both the one program, St. Francis and the other one was Wake Forest. And a Wake Forest coach basically said, information you emailed to me, I've been all over your Twitter account. I cannot see where you've ever posted that you've committed anywhere. If this is indeed the case and you are interested in a preferred walk on, I need to hear from you now. Everybody around me, coaches, trainers, no way, no way. I've got guys that there's no way we're still on offer right now, this late in the game from these guys. I can say, and honestly, Alex talked to to you for hours and days about all different stories because it's not always about the high level. It's about whatever. It's about the right fit. This thing when you're talking about what kid and and sitting behind guys, right? All that stuff. I always say this you got to, you are the best of what you are. Okay. Whatever that film is right now. Now, maybe if you're a freshman and you have a really locked down some great film or whatever, maybe you might want to consider waiting a minute. But if you're a sophomore, junior, senior, I don't care whether it's JB film, sophomore film, varsity film. right? This is a relationship. They want to see your progression in a lot of what happens. But if you're that guy and you wait till you're a senior and you don't start getting yourself out and you really have the abilities, the majority of those spots are going to be filled by the time you end up walking in any senior film anyway.
0: Gotcha. What is some of the things that does Proactive, do they also help out? So, kids, what about JUCO? Yep, 100%. Okay, cool. I can give you stories on that, but my son,
1: he had a great friend out of Dallas, Texas. He went uh, another one out of Chicago, or I'm sorry, Detroit. He is currently playing at Central Michigan. We ended up helping him get to a full-ride scholarship at Montana State, Michigan. And he almost passed on both of them. Dad calls me up, Scott you got to talk to the sense in you you got to talk about this. He's about ready for a ball. and he thinks he can go sober, right? At this point, like the way this portal has happened, I'll never blame it or place blame on it, but it was there before we ever opened up proactive athletes. Okay. But it is being used differently. Place D one three years ago. I promise you, there's a bunch of those guys. If I was, we redid it today are not playing D one ball. It's changed the game. Meaning mean, you got to, I mean, this is a grind and this is a business. And ultimately you've, you've got to get yourself out there. There's no other way around it. So
0: what I hear a lot is I'm here about brand- what's some of the tools that you've kind of brought to the table in terms of like branding and marketing? I, Cause I think, you know, well, maybe you can define branding and then define marketing and then how these kids or these, these parents, how they can be doing it on their I think it's so important because not everybody plays at a yeah, big yeah, school.
2: Urban yeah. area. Yeah. I mean, we're in a pretty rural area ourselves here. So yeah. That, thank you. you know, thank that, you. That could be an advantage to you too. But, you know, to answer your question, Alex, in the simplest sense, okay, I'll say what, what brand is, is really is you. It's basically image, if you will. And it should be a reflection of your authentic self. So you know you don't want to brand the kids every kid obviously the same way because you know ultimately that's their personality and their expression of of themselves and it's tough sometimes some I mean, some kids are real quiet and they don't you know they're not in self advocating and i think there's a balance to be struck there right i mean not every kid needs to be posting it every week but you know it's sort of like so you have your brand, you know, that's who you are, but but you do need to have some sort of identity. So when we kind of come in and we work with a kid, we want to make sure that they've got a brand going, but we're not going to spend amount of time trying to develop this amazing particular type of brand, like a, a Michael Jordan would or something that has, you know, such far, far reach, you need to impress a certain part of the world that the coaches or at least be able to identify with them. And that's sort of the focus of it. I think the marketing side, Alex, like, when Scott and I started working, that's one of the things that I was really I wanted to focus on was sort of just our you know our presence as a company and making sure that reflected both our values in terms of what we want to accomplish, but also just telling the story. So you can go to our website or some of our mobile you know offerings and so be able to understand how this is going to add value and make a decision. You know, relatively quickly is this is this applicable to sort of Where I'm at in the process as a kid or a family working with with this kid, and so we could both save time. And and that marketing is important because you know we want to be make sure we're a good fit using kids that kind of come our way. And so that's the other side of the business. And the kids have to market too, right? If you're kind of asking the difference there, you can build a brand, but if no one ever knows about it, then that's not you're not. That's kinda Scott's point earlier. If you're not replying to those coaches, you know, it doesn't matter who's looking at this we give you that can better inform you on how to focus, but you gotta at that point, you know, get your content out there. And and I think once they kind of understand that and and understand there's a certain cadence to it, there's quiet periods, there's different things going on, it's maybe not as burdensome as you think it's going to be. Let's let's put it that way.
0: Love that. Does proactive have within their plan plan is we don't have a plan
1: as far as saying these are our sports here's we're to target like Alex everything we've done so far it's organic right so we started off in football because that's where my son was and then I want to make sure that no other 2020s were getting left behind and no more 2021s but then everything came on as needed everything has grown organically and so when I say that younger brother plays basketball a football kid that got recruited so then we had a basketball And then we added lacrosse. And then we added baseball, softball, volleyball, track, soccer. Can we do other sports? Like, it doesn't matter. I promise you right now, like cheerleading. My daughter's an NFL cheerleader. I promise you, if I wanted to recruit and help cheerleaders get out there, we would do it. It's no different. It's just major, massively branding them and marketing them. So everything right now, we're seven sports, deep, right? I think
2: that's right, yeah.
1: So I can see that other things will come on because the other things came on. I just don't know where to go, how to go. I don't know if we'll get into ice hockey or anything else, but those are our main top sports right now. And uh, we'll look at each individual family and each kid as they come on, if we need to help somebody else. And if we can't, if we can't, then we're not going to do it. If I really can't help somebody.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, after talking with, you know, our close friend and he showed me, you know, I do consulting for his company and he showed me his proactive and what they was doing for his son. Like he was filled with the emotion. It was something that, you know, his son wouldn't have an opportunity to be able to play at the next level. But he was showing me all the things like the the data behind it. And I was like, wow, this is way, the stuff that I've been, you know, looking at and, and hearing about is nothing like proactive. I need to connect with these guys and find out like what they're doing, how they're doing it, who they help. And, you know, because I get hit up a lot by different parents of this whole recruiting process because we've had a couple of kids go through it. We were our, our third child is is going through it now. He's a freshman. He already has a couple of offers and whatnot, but you know, he's I wanna open up things for him, you know, outside of just the Northwest, you know what I'm saying? So what you guys doing is phenomenal. How can my listeners find out more about ProActive? Yeah. Easiest way
1: to find out is our website. Pro- and that's plural. So proactiveathletes.com. Plenty of ways on there to connect out to us. We're, we're reachable, accessible. All of our clients, same thing. We're reachable, accessible. You know, Are you guys on social media? Yeah, we're on social media. We're on Instagram under ProActive Athletes. We're on Facebook under ProActive. Twitter under active underscore athletes. All those links come off from our website. So as long as you get to proactiveathletes.com, you'll get all those. One thing I want to point on that though, my experience as a dad, and I know once again we're shooting ourselves in the foot here, but with that being said, I hired different companies. I saw different sakes. And I guess I just wasn't in tune with how how the social media on Twitter and stuff and retweets and posts and stuff like that. So anything you look at on our sites, they're 100% athletes and families that we work with. We're not about building clout. We're not about reposting anybody. We're not about you're going to, and we don't post a lot of stuff on it, but honestly, everything you see on there, not a huge following, not, you know, 50,000 people. We just haven't focused on that. We've been busy in the trenches. Honestly, I've been like an offensive lineman or a D lineman. Or busy in the trenches, literally just getting the work done. You know what I mean? Because... We can do all those other stuff. Uh, social media look fantastic and grow up, but that's, that's all it's about. It's about getting work done and get, getting results for people. You
2: know, coach Alex, I want to say just one thing again, thanks for, I mean, I will stay on with you as you need us, but for having us, but you mentioned something there that I think is pretty important. that's that I know for Scott and getting that result for a family that you mentioned, like someone that you knew and, you know, again, Remember, some of these kids are D2, D3 kids, right? They're not going to necessarily be the D1 program, but they're trying to find a fit for maybe they're academically or, you know, interested in a certain type of discipline and, and the kind of school. And that's what it's all about. I know as a parent, you want to do, I mean, every parent that we work with, you want to do whatever you can for your kid. Having said that, your kid has to learn to do these things for themselves. And so I think. Sometimes the frustration as a parent, I mean, it's just another thing to nag your kid about. You know, they're already trying to study, they got practice. You know, just having a third party voice that sort of had and lived and gone through this uh, is also a big value add to get that kid excited and to give them as many opportunities as possible. That story that you can relay, that's, that's honestly, that's kind of why we get up and do this every day because it goes back to coaching, you know, when you're seeing progress grow, how can you not like doing that?
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Since comments or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening.